just to go, all right, I'm really thinking about this, and I haven't even done anything <laughs> with flowers. Welcome to the Backyards of Key West podcast with your host, Mark Barato. This is the Backyards of Key West podcast. My name is Mark Barato. I have a very special guest today. If you live on the island, if you've been on the island, and you see beautiful things on tables, in restaurants, in stores, in events, probably everywhere, it would be because of this lovely lady who has a store called Love and Bloom, and her name is? Christy Geary. Yes. This is where the, the clapping comes in. You know, We'll add the clapping. <laughs> no, we don't do that here. Um, it's, uh, it's an honor to be here because we've just moved to Key West and a mutual friend of ours has been introducing me to some pretty incredible people. I love to do this podcast to learn why you're here, um, why you want to stay here, what was your reasoning for even coming here, all these lovely things on what makes Key West beautiful. I know why we moved here, so it's, it's really great to get the perspective from people here. This is kind of a businessy entrepreneur type show but it's more around the people than it is around money and the business and stuff like that. So I will start with my, my hot topic first question, which is how long have you lived in Key West? 18 years, 18 and, this December. And w- did you come beforehand or, cause it's funny, some of the other people I've interviewed, they're like, never came before and moved here. And I'm like, wow. I mean, there wasn't like checking it up because before we moved here, we visited a lot and my family and I visited multiple cities and would stay a month here and check it out in a month there. But it, that's not even um, as courageous as a lot of people who are just like, no, nah, I just took the leap. So tell me about your story. No, I think I pretty much started sitting on a sloppy Joe's bar, t- bar or bar stool at about the age of seven. Uh-huh. So uh, the, my hometown in Ohio used to be a big, uh, Kind of sis- actually still is kind of a sister island to Key West. Oh wow! Up north. So back in the day, before there was nonstop season in Key West, right? A lot of the musicians and bartenders that I knew, my family knew from up there, would come down to Key West in the winter, bartend at Sloppy Joe's, play music at Sloppy Joe's. So we came down a lot to visit, wow. hang out. So you come from a, a musical family? No, my family is boating. We have a marina. Ah, okay, but a lot of the. Um, they're just like hanging yeah. around a lot. Yep. Of <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of big parties, you know, yeah, they have lots that's of cool. summer parties and everything. So now that's fun. Now, hanging around with musicians yeah. is always a good time. There's, yep. always, there's always great music and usually some great beers and stuff yeah. like that. So, um, you, you were coming with your family when you were younger. So you just always knew about Key West. Is this something while you were growing up that you were like, oh, I'm definitely moving here or how did that happen? Briefly, when I think I was about 12 or 13, I decided I wanted to be a Sloppy Joe's bartender. So uh-huh. my dad actually bought a shirt off of a bartender to give me for my birthday. Wow. And then changed my mind after that. I didn't even know, as you do. Right. <laughs> um, so no, I hadn't planned it at all. Um, I was at the time right around 9-11 working uh, in Fort Lauderdale for a yacht design company. Uh-huh. And kind of they eliminated my position, kind of bounced around for a little bit, went back to Cincinnati, which is where I went to college. Right talked to a couple friends who had also been here and we said, Hey, 
you know what? Let's move to Key West. Why not? My brother lived here at the time, and I okay. had some other friends here. So right, right, right. It wasn't like it was a completely cold. Uh, and thing. you knew the area and, and all that area, stuff. Yeah. And you had your permanent bench over there at Sloppy yeah, Joe's, exactly. so you had your so spot So we thought, there. you know what? Let's go down for like a year and check it out. Right. <laughs> now, when you were in Fort Lauderdale, what were you doing? What you're doing now? Because we'll get into that, too. No, I worked for a yacht design company. Mm-hmm. It was kind of an extended internship from college um, and mostly just like illustration for right. yacht interiors. Right. So what? Let's let's get into what business you're in now. Tell me about the store. Tell me about how you got involved in flower design and this whole business. I was also pretty random. My um, first job down here was a bartender, right? And I continued through a few different bars. Ended up meeting, gosh, it's probably been a dozen years ago. A woman who used to own a flower shop here, mm-hmm. who was from a town nearby mine in Ohio. Mm. Uh, she ended up selling her shop, moving away. Several years later, she comes back, and. Uh, the woman who was currently selling Love and Bloom approached her to see if she was interested. And she was like, hell no. Right. right. <laughs> I'm done with that. Yeah. I moved on to a new career. She's like, but I might know someone. And man, she hit me like right at the right day. At the time, I was bartending on the 200 block of Duval Street at the bar right yeah. next to Sloppy Joe's, uh-huh. Little Easy Gecko, which is no longer there. Right. <laughs> and it was spring break, and it was the Saturday of the bar stroll, the St. Patrick's Day bar stroll, wow. which happened to fall on the Saturday, which was St. Patrick's Day. Right. And it was just crazy. And you had the nicest crowd there, the sweetest oh, yeah, people to exactly. you. <laughs> the men and, were just so cordial. <laughs> and uh, at that time, you know, the bars were always open till about four, so you wouldn't Jeez. get off work till five or six in the morning. Yeah. And I was really getting inside of that lifestyle. So yeah. she's like, hey, you know, I have something you might be interested in. I was like, yep, when can I start? Wow. <laughs> so I had no background in flowers, a little bit of background in design, obviously. Right, right. Um, you had an eye for design, for sure. And uh, she said, well, the good news is she kind of needs to, someone to work with her through wedding season, so she's willing to hire you and train you, and if you think you like it, go for it. And I was like, all right, wow. sounds like a plan. So were you thinking like, I've got money tucked away to buy this, or were you just going in like, well, let me learn this business and then make that decision? A little bit of both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. It, it just it, <laughs> It's impressive. It really is how people who are just, just go for it like that, you know, because it's like buying a business, putting up money in something you don't have experience in. I mean, it takes a lot of balls to make a move like that, really. I mean, it really does. So it hats off to you. It's just just to go, all right, I'm really thinking about this and I haven't even done anything with flowers is incredible, really. And you're still here doing it. I mean, wow. Well, you know, I grew up in a business family. You know, my family owned their own marina, owned business. So I grew up helping to run that. And then one of the first jobs I had here, I worked for... um, Mike Wilson, who owned the water sports at the uh, Cass Marina, Key okay, West Water Sports. Yeah. And so I really learned a lot about running a business from him, too. I did right. the bookkeeping. I helped him with pretty much every aspect. And mm. he was a born and raised Key West guy. You know, he knew a lot of people. So I got some advice from him and some yeah. advice from my dad. And, right. You know, that's great. Any pushback from anybody? No. No. So they were like, I'll go for it. Yeah, and that's great. Much, that's really yeah. great. <laughs> and then, um, so you started working for her and, and learning a little bit about it. Did you start falling in love with it? Or were you just like, this is better than making those cocktails? Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> From like day one, you know, like the creative aspect of it was amazing. And, you know, we do a lot of event work. We're not really like FTD or Teleflora where you're yeah, making the same course. designs over and over. So it was really cool. And then honestly, Tamara, our mutual friend, right. <laughs> she, um, the previous owner, Nulita, hired her while I was still working there as well. And just Tamara's creativity is amazing. Yes. So just learning so much from her um, as an artist and as a flower designer was yeah, because she's a flower really, designer too. So that's yeah, that's seeing, amazing. Like, two different design techniques. It was yeah. just like, yep, this is pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then um, 
where at the time I know that now things are different, but at the time was it a lot of like, hey, Valentine's Day is around the corner, we need roses and stuff like that, or right from the get it was more events. When I first took over, she did almost strictly events. Okay, um, she had done daily hours. She did have a shop, but she had kind of cut that back. So we mm. kind of had to build that business back up. Um, at the time, there weren't that many flower shops doing that, so it was not too hard really to do that. Right, honestly. you were the only one. There wasn't a lot of competition. Yeah. Um, but how, what about the aspect of actually getting the flowers? And I'm asking these questions too because when I lived in New York City, my wife, she's got a massive hobby as a flower designer herself. And being no. in New York, yeah, she would love to come <laughs> right, and work here no. for sure. Um, when she was in New York, um, she took um, some flower classes. There's this guy that has a book that's like super famous up there. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to go see if I can work for free in some of these places. And she worked for a place called Alon Flowers, which was in Tribeca. And they're like, and she would do some weddings and do some incredible stuff. <laughs> and then she just was really, um, she's very artistic herself. So she writes some children's books and stuff of that nature. So she was just loving it all the time. We lived in Miami Beach. It was real simple because there was, um, I forgot the name of the, the company, but there's a company where all the flower designers would go to in Miami and you just go get all the flowers in, in wholesale. They're pretty much bulk pricing, which was great because she had her little card. She would go in there and get the flowers and then she was just making them and making them for the condo we were living in so at the bottom so anytime people would come in they'd see all her designs and she'd leave little cards and people wanted them they'd call and she'd make them but it was really her just making them and putting them there all the time that she loved and especially in our house it was like flower galore so it was great (laughs) so being my question is that was a long-winded explanation but my Uh question (laughs) is it's got to be a lot harder here because Berkeley was the name of the place. There's no Berkeley where you can. Yeah, Berkeley is actually where I get most oh, of my so flowers. Oh, you really? <laughs> As okay. As a matter of fact, yeah. And do they come weekly or how they is do. it? They come weekly. Uh, we use Berkeley Florist Supply, and then we have probably three or four other, two others that drive down each week, and then FedEx, of course, if you want these. Everyone kind of has different flowers they specialize in. Yes. You know, we get tropicals from one place, roses from another place. Right, 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 right. Et cetera. But yeah, everything has to come through Miami because it has to go through customs. Right. So I was going to say, all those South US. American flowers, it must yeah. be beautiful, but but it's an international airport here. Yeah. You still can't... No, it has, doesn't have customs. It has oh. to go through customs for not just smuggling purposes. Everybody's yeah. Like, oh, what are they bringing in? You know, what are they bringing in the flowers? But um, bugs right. or any right, right, outside right. invasive species, basically. Exactly. Something that comes in here um, and is like... And it does happen. You know, we'll be something might be held up in customs or our guys will be like, we're really sorry, but that whole box got fumigated. So we have to have a reshipped. You're not going to get it for a couple days. And I remember going to Berkeley with my wife and being like, she's like, Oh, I want to do roses. And just, they had a bad batch during Mm -hmm. that time. So like, how do you navigate that? I mean, you really must be like, okay, well we're really out of roses. It it really can be a puzzle piece to put together. You know, we, for weddings and events, we do require, I'll change into full payment at 30 days. And yeah. people kind of like, what do you mean 30 days? We're like, man, sometimes it takes 30 days to yeah. get these flowers. And we are a small island. And the weddings we don't do down here is being from Miami, yeah. you know, three, four times the size. So we're competing using those same suppliers, weddings that are right. ordering, you know, five times the amount of product of that course. we are. And they don't so have to drive gotta, all the way down here. Yeah. So we've got to get our orders in right away. So to make sure we can reserve that piddly 300 roses that we need yeah. versus the 3,000 that they order. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So. And have you ever had a case where someone was like, no, nah, I need like 300 white roses or some big of one type of flower that they didn't have it. 
or I just went out all the time. I bet. So you really have to be <laughs> why we have a creative salesperson. <laughs> yeah. We usually it's I don't know that we've ever not been able to get something unless it was out of season. Right. Or on like on the edge of a season yeah. where we kind of knew it might be iffy. But that's when immediately when your guy shows up and he's like, oh, man, I don't have this or I have the wrong thing. You're on the phone to someone else. You're seeing who can FedEx it, trying to get help from everyone. You're calling the other local florist. Hey, can you guys spare 10 white roses? Right. Hey, can you spare this? Or I can imagine it's like a restaurant (laughs) with food. They show up, but they're just like, you're like, no, this is in five days. And in two days, these are going to be garbage. Right. So that... Or or do they are they really good about They are really good. Most okay. of the stuff we get is really fresh. So we don't have to worry about that because they're ordering everything exactly for us. And usually yeah. things fly into Miami on Mondays and then our deliveries come Tuesday and Wednesday. So just about everything has come in fresh right. for us straight from And they all drive them in. They don't fly them in from Miami like there's Yeah, they drive all drive down here. Or yeah. like I said, some FedEx, a little bit yeah. of FedEx. Okay. Well that makes a lot of sense. But it, yeah. again, it's your salesmanship that has to keep this business on its on its toes and that, on its you know, edge. That's the brides that want to do their own, and we've encountered many people who are like, "Oh, well, we're going to bring our own down," or "Oh, we ordered it from someplace online," or you know, Publix or Costco, and then they're in here in a Publix. panic because I they know. didn't show up or they didn't get the yeah, right thing, or right. they showed up and they looked dead. <laughs> yeah, you know, and they just said, "Oh, we don't have those." Whereas we have the resource of you know five or six other suppliers, right? Where we can call around and try to find that. Exactly, we can get it faxed here. We can get it shipped in. We can yeah source it somewhere. So. It's all about that refrigerator, right? Yeah. You got to have a good refrigerator <laughs> to put them in. Um, yeah. So how has business changed since when you first started to now, besides a couple other people popping up? How else has business changed? There's definitely more competition and not going to lie, Hurricane Irma definitely had an impact, especially on the weddings right. in Key West. That certainly affected us and it still is a little bit, I think. I feel like it's kind of starting to come back, but you know, a lot of the venues were just ruined. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. and it's something you you do one to two years in advance <laughs> mm-hmm. planning that wedding. People are so. coming down in you know six months, four months after Irma, looking for a year out, and the piers are gone or destroyed or haven't been rebuilt yet. Right, or they just don't want to have something happen again. So yeah. they're like, why so take like, the why, chance? Why risk it? You know, and we were really lucky. We went for so long without a major hurricane here. I think people kind of got a little complacent. You know, yes, and, yes, and. Uh, that's why we encourage everyone to get wedding insurance. Yes. <laughs> right. I mean, you're spending all that yeah. money for that event. You just never know. We just had a bride who um, had contacted us. She was supposed to get married in the Dominican Republic. And, you know, whatever's going on down there, she decided to cancel it. Nobody's given her money back down there. It's her choice to cancel it. Yeah. She had wedding insurance. Would have only cost her a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. Thousands. Right. A couple so, hundred. I mean, come know? on. Especially if you're doing like a twenty, thirty thousand dollar wedding. Yeah. Right? In you know? the middle of hurricane season. Yeah. Which I heard now <laughs> the weddings down here, they're not they're not cheap. That's the no. thing. And this is a massive destination. Yeah, the wedding venues down here are not cheap. Just right. like the hotel rooms are not cheap. Of course. I mean, it all depends when you're coming. Yeah, yeah I'm coming in October right during Fantasy right. Fest. I want to go to Casa Marina. time for weddings, Yeah, actually. for sure. <laughs> no one's getting married during there. They no. maybe get divorced, but they're not yeah, getting right? married We've during that We've done a few time. actually interesting ones. We had uh, at the old bar, The Porch, we had a um, couple that was body painted mm-hmm. completely. Just body paint. That nice. That was kind of interesting. We had one where they uh, dressed as zombies at the uh, Zombie bike ride? cemetery. Oh, oh. yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. And what kind of flowers uh, did they want? Black, of course. Of course, <laughs> black roses. Yeah, and I you're like, this yeah. is not easy. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. So, <laughs> jeez. So, um, what advice right now would you give to that girl sitting on the bar stool in Sloppy Joe's that was getting ready to write the check to buy this place? What would you tell her? Tell her just do it. You yeah. know, what do you got to lose? 
But what about somebody else <laughs> starting out too, like wanting to get into this type of business? Not necessarily on the island, but just generalize advice for that person. I mean, I think one of the best things I did was to work in the business for a little bit before I did it. You yeah. know, and really learn about not just, you know, I didn't know much besides a rose and a lily, learning the flower types, learning how to process flowers, learning where they come from, yeah. learning, you know, there's different temperatures to store different flowers. Right. Seasons of flowers, you know, what's available when, where do they come from? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like, Mm -hmm. I mean, besides being an art, it's something that can die and decompose and it, yeah. the fresher the better sometimes i mean it all depends on that so yeah. it's like food sometimes really not the fresher the yeah better. exactly sometimes they're super close when they come in and you're just praying for these flowers to open <laughs> yeah. so they look nice and pretty and open for the wedding <laughs> oh man it's, so learning all of that you know all the tips and the tricks and, yeah the night before they're closed and the day of the wedding they yeah. open that's like <laughs> those are the dreams you wake up right? not sweating <laughs> Um, so Key West is a small town. It's large in a lot of ways, but it's still a small town. What do you do yourself to to keep yourself growing and learning about this business? Do you travel to different shows or do you travel? or go? Some people go to hotels, right? And they'll look around and they'll see like, wow, look at all the beautiful. I'm always like snapping pictures for my wife. Look, look at this floral arrangement here because it's incredible. What do you do? Absolutely. But totally. Every time you see something anywhere you travel, you're always looking at the floral. You can't watch a TV show now without being like, oh, look at that floral arrangement yeah. on the desk there. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, we actually just did our first convention um, this year wow. in June up in uh, this place called Howie in the Hills, mm-hmm. Florida, middle of nowhere. But it was really cool and very interesting. Um, you and know, is that like a lot of vendors or a- educational classes both, too? Okay. Wow. That's great. The year. Um, we found a few new vendors, um, education also, yeah. just a little bit of everything, competition, they right. do competitions. So that was pretty cool for us. It was kind of a, like I said, a new thing. Um, but it's amazing. You know, you just kind of, a lot of it's just trial and error, figure it out. Yeah. You know, yeah. You got YouTube. It's amazing what you can find on YouTube. Right. Social learn, media is the know? best. Now, Instagram and Pinterest <laughs> yeah, is like the best you know, for. There's a couple groups on Facebook, of course, where people were like, hey, I'm trying to figure out how to do this. Has anyone done it before? Right. Hey, I'm looking to source this. Does anyone know where to buy this? Yep. Right, I so, bet you in your Instagram mm-hmm. feed you're seeing like sponsored ads for yeah. nothing but flowers all the time because that's yeah. all you're looking at. You're like, look at buy these yeah. vases. You're like, I got enough of those. Right? Yeah, just constantly trying to, you know, and even just be inspired by art too. Of course, you know, every time I go to Miami, I love the Fairchild Botanical Gardens. Yeah. when I go to Naples, I love the Botanical Gardens there, and just spending a day or a couple hours there. Or you know, Tamara and I went to Art Basel last year. Like, yeah. man, you got to be inspired by it's all furniture design. That's the but thing, man. You got to be inspired by it. just design and art in when you general. when it comes to like artistic creativity i'm the same way too like if i'm building a website or doing something from a social perspective i like looking at the complete opposite business that is artistic right so if i'm building something for some restaurant i like to go look at all these hotel websites and be like wow look at just the design and the flow and how they work towards um making the customer a client and giving them exactly what they need and helping evoking emotion because all these businesses that's what they're in i mean you're job isn't just to make pretty flowers it's to help create those memories that will help that person when they think about that time of getting married that's that extra piece that's stuck in there right so exactly you should sell flowers <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, it, you know oh i don't have the budget for flowers oh they just die well that champagne didn't last much longer than flowers did it what you about your chicken dinner <laughs> exactly and how many times have you gone out to dinner this year yeah right exactly you, you know, can kind of make the event they and make here's the the beauty of that is that 
you can cook that meal at home. Maybe not as good. <laughs> Definitely probably not as good. Right? We have some amazing But you still can here. do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the flowers, you don't, may yeah. not know where to get them. You may not know how to arrange them. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not you're not just like cutting the ends and sticking them in, a, in water. Yeah. There's a lot that go and on. And it's just, it is that extra special touch, you know, something special. Yeah, or like that you. wedding cake. Yeah, right? exactly. You, that's going in his face. So, I mean, you, <laughs> you might as well. Yeah, but it's beautiful, you know, and you can decorate a cake like that. You know, yeah. it's something that yeah. makes it, another thing that makes it special and makes it a wedding, makes it an Events. Right. And there's always that aunt or grandmother that the first thing they do when that wedding is over is they grab that arrangement oh, because yeah. they want to take that home. Everybody wants to take them home. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, what oh, does that say? Flowers? Really? We can take the flowers? Yeah. yeah. What does that say right there? And I mean, like, I'll go into my mother-in-law's garage and she has roses. You look up, she's in Connecticut, and you look up in their garage and there's this like all these roses, I don't know how many decades old they are, dried and like in, with the ties sitting there. That's so great. she's like got her best bang for a buck with those roses. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, it's actually kind of cool right behind you. You can see that keepsake floral, but yeah, a lot of people yeah, are doing yeah. that now, preserving them, which is really another right, great right. thing too, that that's something available. Well, you know what? Someone, because my, my wife, she loves doing butterflies now. So a lot of monarchs. Wow. So we have a lot of milkweed on the property or when we were in Miami, mm-hmm. did too. And the monarch is so beautiful. They come, they lay the eggs. The the actual um, larvae come and they eat so much of the milkweed, it like takes the whole thing down. I mean, these, these things are crazy, but they're so beautiful. And then they turn into the chrysalis, which is like a green chrysalis with like gold flakes around it. And the thing with the monarch is the caterpillar is poisonous to like everything because the the milkweed is poisonous. So no birds will eat it, nothing. Just a wasp will be the only thing you have to look for. So what a lot of, uh, not a lot, but a couple of designers in Wynwood are doing is they're getting the, they're taking the plump caterpillar because you know the stage when it's ready to go and they'll put it on uh, like an orchid or something like that and it'll do the chrysalis or they'll get the chrysalis and they'll like glue it on. Who is that? And then they'll put, then you're taking home this floral arrangement, knowing that yeah. in a five or six wow. day period, it's going to emerge like That's that. Pretty amazing. Yeah. So. I was actually just in Wynwood last week. It's pretty amazing what's happening up there. I know. Man. <laughs> yeah, I know. $50 a square foot is what's happening. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it was like nothing. Yeah. That's a whole other podcast. Right. <laughs> um, so are, are there any books that you're reading or podcasts you listen to or anything on like give give us give people a tip one tip whether it could be a resource to listen to or something to read if they want to design a little bit for their own home right with flower designing or something like that honestly youtube you know yeah that's where you're going to learn most of it there's there are some books out there i haven't since i first started i haven't really read any i feel like they're kind of generic yeah i don't know um, but they will give you a few tips and tricks. Yeah, I think YouTube honestly, is a good place to go. YouTube Oasis, that's a good yeah. tip. <laughs> Invest in Oasis. Yep. <laughs> we actually try to not use as little right. Oasis as possible, to tell you the truth. Yeah, because when it gets wet, it's disgusting. It is, and it, it's not good for yeah. you. <laughs> right. So. And then uh, what my wife always does, which she loves down here, is you know there's there's large plants that don't have flowers on them with big, beautiful leaves. So you could use that in in the (laughs) bottom to like go around and you don't Mm -hmm. see what kind of thing you got going on there and hold everything together. No, we love the tropical leaves. Yeah. 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 That's great. Um, so you already told me about people getting into the business in other cities. What is a piece of advice that you would give to someone not in this business as far as wanting to grow their business or, thinking of going from 
working in the business to actually being an investor. And that could be things like, like you already mentioned, I'd go work for that company, a type of company like that so you can learn. But one of the things that I learned from you that a lot of other people have been saying too is, well, I got a lot of experience working in a lot of other businesses. So then I learned the accounting and and all these things that I didn't know. So what other hidden gem do you have being a business owner? And it could be like, Make sure you have reserve for the for the rent three years in advance or whatever. But what other tip would you have? Of course, that for sure. But I think just having patience. Yeah. You know, everyone wants to open the doors and be super successful right away, yeah. or you know, throw in the towel if they haven't made it in three months and they're not the best or the greatest. You right. know, I mean, we just won the Bubba Award, yeah. which was really truly Congrats. amazing and yeah. what an honor. But man, it took us six years to get there. You know, right. you just have to persevere and be patient and you know know that things are going to go up and down and you know be willing to put the time into it and be creative. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how was it the, so you, you worked for them and then you, you bought the business. How long were you profitable right away or was it months or how long before it was steadily profitable? The business, you weren't waking up with a cold sweat in the middle of the night because the business wasn't making it. We were pretty lucky that it was pretty profitable simply because of weddings being booked so far in advance. Right. You know, it did take us probably a year or two to get the, daily order business yeah, back yeah, yeah. in, you know, get the word out. Um, and, you know, like you said, your wife uh, put things in the lobby. Yeah. We kind of did the same thing. Yeah, just yeah. start throwing arrangements in of different course. places around the town. Right. <laughs> different stores, different restaurants, different bars, the gyms. Yeah, you know, like, of course. Hey, with our business card on it, check us out. Yeah. It's great advice because what a lot of people, especially nowadays when they're starting a business, they're like, oh, I'm going to start this business and I'm going to make all this money or be successful or it's going to hit the ground running. And a lot of people who are successful two, three, four, five years later are saying the same thing. You have to be patient. And it took one to two years before we saw the fruits of the labor, meaning that we can like take a breath, take a vacation maybe because things are being consistent. You know, yeah, most most businesses, I think it's something like 50% don't make it one year, small businesses wow. in America. <laughs> and then five years later, it's like 70% don't wow. make it. And then if you're at the 10 year mark, it's like 80 to 90% don't make it. It's incredible because a lot of businesses, a lot of companies, they will continue to do what worked when they first started. And if your business is growing and things are changing, you can't do the same thing. If I have a restaurant and I've got 10 people in there and then it expands to 70 and I had a staff of two and I have a staff of 20, you can't run the business the same way. You have to change and learn and evolve that. Flexibility, you gotta have flexibility. (laughs) Always, always. And like you said, don't have one vendor. Have yeah, five vendors, uh-huh. so you could plug that <laughs> into have a backup plan. <laughs> to any business <laughs> you're in. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Okay, so um, name something that your friends don't know about this business, like that they would say, "Oh, she's just a flower designer." But what else do you do that maybe your close friends don't really know what you're doing about in this business? I do all of the accounting, all of the ordering. The web design. So you're like um. the woman the woman who's doing everything. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're not just a person that's like, hey, Joanne is uh, having her 30th birthday. We need tulips, right? It's, or, or this person is Valentine's Day. Let's call you for that, right? So some people may think you do that, but it's not. You do a lot more than that mm-hmm. from the, fla- the floral uh, perspective. But then from the business running, you're saying you're like, in it pretty much understanding, you know, you're, you're just dangerous enough on everything running this business, right? 
Just about everything. Luckily, I have a business partner that's really good with awesome. people and email and writing, which is my definitely weak point. Yeah. So yeah, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> yep. Is it, it that person allows you to be artistic and shine exactly. in those strong parts, <laughs> and then that person handles the other things that maybe yeah. they're real strong in? And I have a great staff. I have great designers. I would hate to have to drive around this town yeah. all day every day and deal with the people and traffic and bikes. And I have a great driver who does that for me. So. Awesome. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. Yeah, I'm really lucky. So that comes to the end of the businessy uh, part of this episode that we have here. And we, I love to now get into the personal, the, the deep, dark, oh personal <laughs> parts, which I always say is deep and dark, but it's neither. It's just the funny <laughs> part. Um, so tell me your, and now things, this is, this could be good and interesting because you have been coming here so long and have visited all of these restaurants and bars and we're a bartender. So you have a little insight behind, <laughs> behind the curtain on some of that stuff. But what is your favorite event to attend? Oh boy. It used to be the bed races. That was totally my favorite. The bed race. They're still yeah, doing those bed they races? They still do the bed races uh-huh. and they're not as big as they used to be, but I used to hands down be the best event, man. Just decorate a bed, dress up in costume, push it five blocks down the street. Oh, so it's like sitting on rollers? <laughs> oh, yeah, you have I to, figured you put holes on nope. it and you were wearing it like a dresser. <laughs> nope, you have one person. I was always the driver right? when we competed. And, and someone's like on it? push it, yeah. Four people pushing it and you just have to be creative. And and that's Don Duvall? Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Well, okay, well. That's it, during the Conquer Public Days, usually in April. Awesome. And, April. and tell me a, a funny story during that there's I mean, there's got to be a classic well, story. our first bed races we had the great idea we were going to my boss at the time had uh just had a baby i don't know and the, they, we had the crib or something so we said oh we're gonna put wheels on the crib it's gonna be great right so it was terrible we were awful we did not practice this we were hammered before it even started right like, oh man how are we gonna save this what can we do so uh it was an irish bar and mm-hmm. my boss was irish and he's just a really funny guy so we decided we were going to be the slowest bed. Right. Like instead of trying to win the fastest, like forget this. We're going to take all of our time. <laughs> we stopped at every bar for a shot. We had oh people like running in with a tray. Right. <laughs> we like just made a really fun deal of it. So of course, doing shots, the whole thing, we're even more hammered. So we're like, right. all right, well, we're just going to leave the bed here. Right. So we get a call. My boss gets a call from the QSPD the next day. So you have an illegally parked crib <laughs> in front of the courthouse. We're going to need you to move that as soon as possible. Oh, my God. <laughs> and in front of the courthouse. Uh-huh. It would have been great, too, if it was in, like, the reserve spot, right? Uh, yeah, that yeah right been... in front of the courthouse. I'm like, oh, that's where we left that. Oh, yeah. You're like, it would have been better than someone throwing up and passing out in the crib. Uh, so. Yeah. Well, at least that. There was no one in there. So that was good. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, what about your favorite restaurant? Uh, probably Cogen. Where's Cogen? Cogen on Southern Street. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Noodles, curry, nice. deliciousness. And w- your go-to order? <laughs> oh, probably the yellow curry. Nice, so good. Don't go for the red. <laughs> too spicy. The no, red. The red's really good too. Okay. I know it's at the. I am a non-meat eater, so they mm-hmm. have so many great vegetarian yeah. options there. Oh yeah, for sure. The tofu steamed buns, delicious. Nice, <laughs> very good. Uh, what about hidden local spot? Um, hidden local spot, you know, I got to give props to Shanna Key, the Irish bar. Nice. I was just talking about it. It's really? a great local spot. Yeah. Good food. Really good food. Awesome. Good beer. Yeah. Good whiskey. Yeah. I love that. Good I love prices. That. Yeah. You know, there, that's the thing about <laughs> Key West too, is I'll drive by places and be like, nah, I don't want to go in there. And then I'm like, don't do that. Don't wait a year and then realize right. this was one of the best places. <laughs> just go cross it off the list or put it on the top of the list, but just go. And that's the yeah. thing about Key West, especially if you're used to like a glitz or glamour like South Beach is like, oh, 
look how pretty this is, look at this, but there's like nothing going on inside. That's like how a lot of these restaurants are. Sometimes from the outside, it's like blackout and you're like, I don't want to know what's going on behind the door. But then you open it and you're like, wow, this is like good pizza or this is like good food going on in here. So you yep. think bar food, like my first thing is like, oh, bar food. But then I'm like, no, no, scratch that. I've been to plenty of bars down here where the food is like amazing. Right? Yep. So I will definitely be checking that out. Um, what about for local music? Best place. Oh, man, there's so many good musicians in this town, too. Um Love the Green Parrot yeah. because they bring in so many great bands. Yeah. Like, sound check. Can't beat sound check. Sound yeah. check on Sunday. We had a blast. We actually went back on Sunday for sound checks. We were there Saturday night. Um, I love this Galley and Tiki Bar. Uh-huh. One man shows over there, but yeah. great local musicians always playing over there. Best sunset. Can't beat it. Right. Good happy hour. Right, right. Cold drinks. Good Is that your favorite happy hour place too? a good spot yeah actually yeah. I okay say. i have to go check that out too you've not been to the galley and tiki bar yet well not oh, for happy hour yeah, yeah so I need good. they have good happy hour like i said there's always like a good good local musician playing i love it yeah and sunset and just a great view of the water yeah you, know? you can't beat like that's like <laughs> yeah. the trifecta yep. right there uh what about tourist attraction that when people come into town who've never been here i gotta say the butterfly museum do the flamingo yeah Go and meet and greet and those flamingos. It's incredible. Yeah. And you, something you just don't think of in Key West. You know, know you know, know, get on a boat, you know, go parasailing. Right. All you the know, water sports stuff. Blah, 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 blah. But the butterfly. Yeah. I have a friend coming into cool. town <laughs> tomorrow and I've been there before, but not when there was a flamingo. Oh, thing yeah. You have on. to sign up for it. It's okay. called the flamingo. Okay. And Flam- I think they limit, yeah, they limit it to, I actually just heard the story of this too, that wow. they, um, it was after Hurricane Irma, wow. and they were bringing them back, and they had a lot of different people in, and it was kind of a more casual thing. And they just noticed the flamingos like really interacting with people. Yeah, and they were like, "Huh?" Like not the everyday people that you know, right? The employees there and staff. So they started it, and I think it's I want to say six to eight people, and I don't know how much it costs, but yeah, the you get like an hour or whatever, just you and the. Flamingos. Wow. All <laughs> yeah. right. So I'll reserve that because they're coming <laughs> totally into town should, tomorrow yeah. so yeah. that we have that plan. Because she was like, I want to go to the Butterfly Guard really bad. Yeah. I'm like, it's awesome. Oh my it God, is. it's incredible. But now with the Flamingo too, right? she's going to be like blown away from this. Uh-huh. Awesome. Um, the last question I always ask is what is, give me a tip of the day. Like it could be a new gadget you're looking at. It could be a new website, a book you're reading. It could be, oh, I'm loving this weighted blanket. It could be any thought or something you're pondering. Oh boy, that's a tough one. Tip of the day. Yeah, it could be like, like for me, it's like, wow, if I do melatonin with magnesium, I really pass out at night. So I'm going to stick with that. It's <laughs> like my tip. You have trouble yeah. sleeping. So it could be anything like that too. New toothpaste. Uh, new, new <laughs> I don't know. Three beers are good, but four is too many. Could be- oh no, never that. <laughs> Oh, we may have to come back. Tip of the day. Yeah. You know what? Like, start checking out. Like, we were talking about happy hours and local yeah. specials. When restaurants, tip of the day, get out more. Do, okay. do things you don't go to all the time. Awesome. You know? Like, yeah. find a Get out there, live some life. We've kind of been doing that a little bit. You get in the ruts here, and not that they're not all good places, but yeah. then you're like, wow, man, why don't we do that more often or go yeah. there? So, right. Let's not wait till yeah. once a year special occasion to do that. Yeah, Just exactly. get out and enjoy yourself more. Exactly. It's a good way to end it. Um, where can people find more about you? Um, your social media or just a store social media any of that stuff I'm going to put it, all that in the show notes as well but our uh, loveandbloomflorist.com is our mm-hmm. website we are on Facebook Love and Bloom Florist we are on Instagram Love and Bloom KW I believe on Instagram I think it's KW yeah, yeah. and then Pinterest too right Pinch all over Pinterest of course all the brides love the Pinterest um, 
I think that's all of our social media. Yeah, sure. yeah. I'll get it. I'll get everything from the website and put it all in there if we didn't say it, so that you can go and follow and yeah. learn and get inspired <laughs> yourself from all these things. Well, listen, it was great talking to you. It was great meeting you. I'm sure I'll see you again, maybe over a pint. You never know. Right. But uh, thank you again for everything. Thank you. It was you nice got to meet it. You. you too.